Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Hi, and I'm Maciel Davila-Ferrer. And we welcome you to our ongoing series on Trusting God's Way, where we're going to be studying how is it that the people of Israel eventually did get to the Promised Land, yes, right? Yes, after some U-turns, some backing up, some yes, getting a little lost. Yes. And actually, it's, a, it's an important thing to learn because we're all heading to the spiritual Promised Land, right? Absolutely, yes. And so we need to learn to trust God's way versus our own way, right? We really don't know what's going on, but God always does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we're in the book of Deuteronomy. We eventually will focus on Joshua and Judges, mm-hmm. the books uh, in the Bible. But now we want to talk a little bit about Moses' uh, farewell, we could say. This yes. this book where he reminds them of where they have been, where they are, and where they're going, yeah. right? Yeah, the Whoa. transition, That's everything right. like that. Why yeah. is it re- important to remember the past? It's important to remember. I know for myself personally, knowing where my parents have been, the sacrifices they make for me to grow up where I did, that is a huge part of my identity and always keeps me grateful for what I have in the present. Yeah, and in the case of Moses, he wants to remind them not only of the good things, but of of (laughs) some of the mistakes they made so that they are reminded of that when they face certain things going into the promised land, right? I think it is true that it's important for us to remember the mistakes that we're capable of, not that the things that God holds against us, but the things that we have done. To choose better. (laughs) Yes. Well, actually, um, I, I, I preached a sermon once that was entitled, Remember the Future. Oh, <laughs> sounds like a movie, Back to the Future. <laughs> it's a little bit prophecy. Yeah, remember the future because we, I was a senior pastor of a church that was turning 80 years old. It was in Alhambra, and uh, we were celebrating, this is a milestone, right? 80 years old is, is, is a lot. And so we were trying to remember the things that God had done, how they had arrived there, and looking to the future. You know, it's important. What an exciting exercise for your church to go through together. Yeah, fantastic. And and why, it's, it's I was thinking, why is it important for us to remember how God has led us all these years, you know? It shapes our faith for the future, certainly, and it gives a certainty of the things that's happened. Exactly. And and the new generations, you know, that were not there at the beginning, they, they see how God has been with us all, all along. I always say that, you know, history, the way that when we look at history, it reveals God's consistency, and it, al- it also reveals His continuity, His design, His faithfulness, all these things. And Moses will do that in the book of Deuteronomy. And it's so exciting for the new generation to hear what has happened later. I, I hope that it's okay if I say yeah, it, because in yeah. Jordan, he's going to, uh, Joshua is going to tell them to ask, ask about yeah. the past. Yes, so exactly. See these stones, exactly. It's part of what's going to shape their future. Exactly. And now Moses is doing this, uh, Deuteronomy, by the way, it, it kind of means the second law or the repetition of the law, Deuteronomy, right? And it, these are the final words of Moses. And he will do three things. He will talk about the past. He will talk about the present, because they're about to possess the land, yes. and he will talk about the future. You know, and, so. and a future that he's not even going to see, but he can speak with certainty about. Absolutely. So, let's start the prologue in the book of Deuteronomy. is what we call a historical prologue. The whole beginning of the book of Deuteronomy is biographies. It talks about how God gave a covenant back in Genesis to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, so he starts from the beginning. For them to hear the whole story in one go. 
Yeah, and for example, let's read chapter 1 of Deuteronomy, verse 8, for example. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Yeah, so he starts from the beginning saying, look, this is this is something God is going to fulfill that he had already promised mm-hmm. at the very beginning. Yep. You can go, go back to Genesis 12 and Genesis 15 when, when Abraham is getting all these promises. Hundreds of years have gone by, yes. you yes. know, but he's saying, hey, this is what God promised. Yes. Right? It's going to be fulfilled. Here it, it is. We're it, at that moment. Exactly. And not only does he talk about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob's covenant that God made with them, mm-hmm. but he's going to go on to say, and remember a few years ago yes. when you guys didn't want to go over <laughs> to the promised land because you were afraid of the giants? Exactly. Exactly. Which, by the way, we talked about in our previous program. Mm-hmm. He says, remember that too. Mm-hmm. Grasshoppers and giants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How you thought that you looked like grasshoppers in front of the giants. Don't be afraid anymore exactly. because God is with you. He's the God of history and he's with us. And he reminds them of a few things. It's very interesting in chapter 1 of Deuteronomy. Uh, starting on verse 29, Moses says, don't, don't be shocked. Why don't you read verses 29 and 30 of chapter 1 of Deuteronomy? Then I said to you, don't be terrified. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God is was going before you, will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. Yeah, so see, the new generation, uh, most of them had not been, you know, in the plagues in Egypt and all of that. He says, Look, God has fought for us before. Yes. This is God's fight. Mm-hmm. It's God's battle. It's, mm-hmm. it's not you that is going to really possess the land. You're going to be there because God decided to give yeah. it to you. And they have a witness, like, with your eyes, this happened and you're going to see it too. Yeah, that's right. And so it's interesting because Moses kind of uh, keeps bringing up the fact that at that time, they did not trust God's way. No, no. You know, they, they, they kept looking at themselves, at the giants, at their, you know, I always say to people, don't measure the difficulties of your day with your own strength mm. because you always will feel down. Absolutely. And can you imagine they're they're all they've known, all they've known is the wilderness, yeah. is desert, is exile. <laughs> and right. now it's almost hard to believe that that season is over for them. Yeah, and, and Moses kind of goes over it. Not only remember the covenant, remember that you didn't trust the Lord before, remember that you spent 40 years in the wilderness. Now it's time to actually believe. And yes. so the reminder, we have called this program the reminder, is because Moses is saying, I need to remind you of this so that you can look to the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's important to remember. All right. So we're going to go to the main part of the message, what I consider to be the main part. And it's chapter 7 of Deuteronomy. When he starts saying to you, when, when these things happen, don't, don't fear. And mm-hmm. don't get proud thinking that, oh, we're so strong, we're going to possess the land. Right? That is like a surefire disaster. Here <laughs> right, <you go. laughs> right, that's right. So let's, let's go to the book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7. And the first thing that, that we're going to point out is that remember God's love for you. So we're going to go chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, for example. Deuteronomy 7, 7 and 8. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than the other people's. For you were the fewest of all the peoples, but it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your forefathers that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh and Egypt. So one of the first things that Moses wants them to remember is that God's love for them. And yes. I think it's important. I want to talk to our audience right now. It's very important for you to know that God doesn't choose you because you're all that. In the sense <laughs> that if you're not perfect, yep. if you're not doing anything right, it's not the way God God chooses. He chooses because of His love for us. 
And yeah, we're already chosen. Yeah, yeah, yes, we're exactly. already chosen. We're already, already loved. Exactly. And he said to Israel, "We didn't choose you because you were the mightiest nation. Actually, you were the first. <laughs> he reminds me, you're little. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the second thing that I want to highlight, he says, well, when you become fearful, because they had become fearful mm-hmm. 40 years before, right? Mm-hmm. Of Terrified, the giants. The giants. And, exactly. And- so he says, okay, I'm going to give you the recipe not to be fearful. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go to the same chapter, Deuteronomy 7, verses 17 and 18. I already have this highlighted. So yeah. how exciting it is. <laughs> You may say to yourselves, these nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well that the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all of Egypt. Okay, I I love this part. When you become fearful, look at the past. Remember God's power, how he acted with Egypt. Don't forget that that God was able to do this. See, the key word in Deuteronomy is the word remember. Remember, remember, remember. remember. So when you go to possess land, remember God's love. When you get fearful... Remember his power in the past. And there's one more thing I want to highlight that they are supposed to remember. (laughs) So they have to remember that they are not going to possess it because they're righteous. No. They can't possess the land because they're perfect. That's not the reason why. Correct, yeah. So we're going to go to chapter 9 and verses 5, for example. Let's do 5. It's not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you're going to take possession of their land, but on account of the wickedness of these nations— the Lord your God will drive them out before you yeah. to accomplish what he swore to your forefathers. Yeah, so so these people are wicked and the, the Lord will give you this land. It's not because you're perfect or righteous or everything is great with you that you're going to possess. It's going to be a gift from God for a different reason. There is so much application for us here because when we're in our present circumstances, if we don't look back, if we don't remember, we will have no idea what he's capable of doing for us in the future. Yes, and I think it's important for us when we we get on track. And, yes. you know, don't forget that we are thinking of, okay, we're going to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Remember, you're not going to possess the promised land because you did everything right. Correct. As yeah. a matter of fact, God will, will do it a little more uh, poignant here on verse 6 and 7. Go ahead. Understand then. Yeah, in chapter 9, verse 6. Sorry. Yeah. Understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess. For you are a stiff-necked people. <laughs> yeah, stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> this is my gospel now. Come on, preacher. This is talking to me. Yeah, stubborn people. So so God, God is saying, okay, you got to remember this. Remember that it's God's way. It's not your way. And don't yeah. even get proud on, on you know on your way there. Absolutely. Thinking, okay, we are all sure that. Surefire disaster. So yeah, exactly. Now, he not only does, Moses not only does power, past history or present advice. Yep. For, he also does future prophecies. And, and Deuteronomy is one of the main books for prophecy in regards to Messiah in, in the whole law. Mm-hmm. Because we have a prophecy about prophets that were to come and actually the Messiah. And it's Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 to 18. This is, there will be one raised up from among your people, you shall listen to him, you know, mm-hmm, and, and the mm-hmm. ultimate fulfillment yeah, of that was yeah. about Jesus, right? But one of the points I want to make theological that uh, I think is important is that Jesus on the three temptations yes. in Matthew 4 yes, he does. Uh, will be using this part of Deuteronomy to answer the devil, mm-hmm. chapters 6 to 8. Remember the first temptation that the devil gives Jesus on chapter 4? I don't know if you have it, uh, Matthew yes, chapter. I do. Okay, yep. so the first temptation, and we unfortunately don't have a lot of time, but but the tempter said on verse three of chapter four, "If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread." Jesus will answer and say, "It is written, men shall not live on bread alone, right? But on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." Well, that's a verse from the book of Deuteronomy, chapters. 
uh, chapter 8, verses 2 and 3, where Jesus is showing that, uh, you know, all of that um, Israel went through where they failed, he's going to be victorious in their Amen. place. This is a very important theological point. Yes, a Matthean concept. Yeah, a Matthean concept that Jesus is victorious where we have failed, yes. that we have a different history when we accept Jesus' perfect life instead of and, ours. And he rewrites our future. Exactly, that's the it. point. Yeah. And the second temptation um, that we have in chapter 4 of Matthew, uh, verse 6, If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. Yeah, and Jesus answered now on chapter 6, of Deuteronomy and he said on verse 16 you shall not put the Lord your God to the test don't do this he says to the, yeah. the devil right yeah. and the third uh, temptation that we have in chapter 4 of Matthew um, so go ahead verse 9 <laughs> all this I will give you he said if you will bow down and worship me and Jesus said hey only the Lord your God is no to be way. worshipped and he Absolutely. actually answers with Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13 so Jesus relives Israel's history where they had failed and and is victorious. Makes I think it's it an perfect. important thing for us to, yes. to, to learn because, you know, we have all failed and we need to know that it's Jesus' victory that actually will get us to the promise. Absolutely. Land. I don't have to carry the burden of my salvation or try and be perfect. He rewrites everything and saves me in the process. Exactly. And have we learned this lesson that we will possess land not because of our righteousness, not because of our perfection, but because of Jesus' perfection, his sacrifice at the cross. So when you're afraid of the future, look to, to the, the past, past. <laughs> yes. to the cross. That's where, you know, that's where you can say, okay, I am assured of this. I have assurance for the present because of the past. And I'm going to look to the future in hope. And yeah, that when we look back to the cross, we can remember and celebrate. Yes. Start living like, hey, we're going to possess the land. Not because we're proud, not because we're good, not because we're perfect, not because we're fearful. We're going to possess it because someone has had the victory for us. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!